Welcome to Cone and Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Kruger. Title of the show is The First Look at the Niners' Plans for Free Agency. We're going to talk about the, the big positions, right tackle, defensive tackle, um, defensive end. But first, we've got to talk about quarterback because the great Joe Montana, the, the brilliant, the insightful Joe Montana has a plan for the 49ers at quarterback, Larry. He said that the 49ers should stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think? Uh, obviously, he didn't see the presser. <laughs> he didn't see the Shanahan-Lynch presser where Shanahan basically, in what, five words, said that ain't happening. So um, there's no chance of that. It is interesting. I don't know why he, he's so pro-Garoppolo, but um, he seems to be, and uh, he doesn't seem like he's up on his Niners – news at least not from uh you know the indications are that there's no way jimmy's coming back next year but you know what anytime joe says his thoughts on the quarterback situation it's news he has kind of flip-flopped on this i interviewed him one-on-one a couple years ago before the 2021 draft and he said it was time to move on from jimmy garoppolo and get a young guy he said this on the record then he said the niners should take mac jones then they took trey lance then he decided that Jimmy Garoppolo was disrespected and all this and that he, they shouldn't replace him, even though he said that they should replace him. I'm a little – I'm questioning his motives here, Larry. Joe Montana is interesting. On the one hand, you got Steve Young who treats the Niners like he's the uncle, like he's so invested in everything they do and all their players. And you got Joe who has an ax to grind because they traded him and he felt he should have been replaced and that Steve was never as good at him. And you never really know if Joe is giving like suggestions uh, from – the goodness of his heart to help the Niners, or if he's like pro chaos, this kind of feels like pro chaos to me. Well, it it does sound like he's, um, you know, he was the guy who could still play, who was chased out of town, and now he seems to be backing whoever the guy is that's going to be chased out of town. In this case, it happens to be Garoppolo, so maybe he's just kind of internalizing his own situation. I don't know. I mean, he said uh, he went on with the open the open mic podcast with Silver, and he says, I start Jimmy. He's won a lot of games. I can't say the same for Trey. You don't know that from him. I don't think it's hard. I think you just start Jimmy. No even reference to Brock Purdy, who, you know, still has really never been beaten in a game, um, and who a lot of people see a lot of Joe Montana-like traits in Brock, but he didn't even reference Brock. So it makes you wonder if um, – you know, how he feels about Brock. I mean, why wouldn't he like Brock? Again, I think it's deeper than this. I think he just likes second-guessing the 49ers. Kind of like me. I love second-guessing the 49ers. Steve does it. Steve's very respectful. He'll give his opinion. He'll be candid. But at the same time, he's never saying, like, I don't know what John Lynch is thinking. Or I don't know what Kyle Shanahan is thinking. He's very pro the whole regime over on in, in, in Santa Clara. Joe is not. Joe gets has glee saying, I don't really know what they're doing over there. Or they made the wrong call, or they should have taken Mac Jones, or they're really messing up by getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He loves to do this. He lives to do it. So do I. So as as one from one shit disturber to another, I, I recognize a shit disturber when I see a shit disturber. That's Joe. He's disturbing the shit. He's he he you're saying he just wants to upset the 49ers any yes! way possible. Hell yeah. He is. And he's not doing it because he's quality control. He's doing it because He's got his own agenda, and I, I respect it. Well, I mean— Jimmy you know Garoppolo? What? You know what was really clear listening to—watching uh, the Joe pod is that Joe is whatever. He's not over 
The no. fact that uh, the 49ers decided to part ways with him, and um, he's very bitter at George Seifert. It's really clear. If you watch that documentary, yeah. it was really clear. I'll never get over that. Cesar says, Grant, in a YouTube video, Why the Niners Locker Room Never Accepted Trey Lance, you solved the quarterback riddle. Trey Lance equals change. My scheme is good enough. I did nothing wrong. BP equals no change. Let's keep let's keep running it back. Trey Lance won't be the starter because of this. For, that wasn't necessarily the point I was making. I, Brock Purdy is different. He came later. Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan did two things. He said the Niners should have beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the in the league, which the team bought into. But then he also traded three first-round picks to change the quarterback, which signals you weren't good enough. We have to do something different to change. And I think that cognitive dissonance had the, the locker room like, what are you talking about? We were good enough. We, You said we were going to run it back. No, we need a new quarterback. And I don't think he, could, he really explained that contradiction. That's been a problem. Brock Purdy kind of came later. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Brock, Brock's, Brock has played well, um, and Trey didn't play enough to even know if he was playing well. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, Trey, what do, the only time Trey ever looked good was the second half against the Texans. But how much of that was on him and how much of that was on, on Kyle? I mean, that's the debatable part. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything too definitive about a guy with four games under his belt. Kless says, what a Krugmeister and Cone Dog. Should we re-sign <laughs> McGlinchey? If not, who's the better options? Keep rocking, fellas. That's our next topic. Hold on, Kless. We'll, we'll, I promise we'll ahead. get there. Don't yeah, jump we'll, ahead. we'll get there. Corey, and we'll dedicate it to you. Corey Soto <laughs> says, no one should care what JM says about the team. It's irrelevant, and that's why he says like this to be relevant again. Yeah. Well, I no just one should don't care trust what his Joe motives. Montana says. Oh, I care. That's like saying nobody – Willie Mays doesn't have an opinion exactly. on the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah he it, You got to care, but at the same time, you got to you gotta smile because I don't know where Joe's – I mean, I do know where Joe's coming from. And it's in bad faith, I think, as opposed to Steve. Elijah says, how many years does uh, those three first-round picks for Trey Lance set us back? Well, if you think about it, they were almost like early second-round picks, some of them. I mean, the, where the Niners finished the last two years. What they give up? Like a top – like the 13th pick and then 29 and then 30, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It's it wasn't the it, end of the it, world. I, it's almost, it's almost not, it's almost not going to set them back at all. I mean, you, I, I mean, ha, were they set back this last draft by not having a number one pick? Maybe, but I mean... They, they still they had, had one a, of the best teams in the league. Draft, pretty good yeah. season. Niner fans still think they're better than Eagles. Like, they, they still think they're the best team in the league, so how much did it set them back? They could be better, but I mean, every team misses on, on draft picks. Every single team. The Eagles do. All right. Let's get into other positions. So yeah. Joe Montana says the Niners should bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. We respectfully disagree. Joe, you're the greatest. What about right tackle? Joe didn't tell us what the Niners should do at right tackle. They could always bring back Mike McGlinchey, who might surprisingly be too expensive for the 49ers. Pro football focus is estimating that he's going to get four years, $62 million. That's more than $15 million per season. If the Niners give Mike McGlinchey more than $15 million per season— there's nothing I can do about it. I'd like to say I would do something, but there's nothing I could do. What do you think they should do? Let them walk. Thank you. Let them walk. I mean, John, I mean, talking to you. <laughs> yeah, let them walk. I mean, there's no yes. there's no doubt in my mind they ought to let him walk. Yes. Um, you know, he's it, 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 and there's no doubt in my mind he's going to get paid. So um, that's the other. Was it going to be like Houston or the Jets or one of these? I don't know who's going to pay him, but Miami. I mean, you could argue. That Mike McGlinchey 
is as good a offensive tackle as exists. And there's really only two places to get him: the first round of the draft or free agency. Orlando Brown is considered the top free agent. Um, and yet he made $16 million this last year. So then you got George Fant. Who's George Fant? Cam Irving. And then McGlinchey. And McGlinchey's younger than these other guys. So, yeah, McGlinchey's on the on the right side of 30. And he's, um, you know, he's a, he's a good guy as far as you don't have to worry about him off the field. He's a, he's a hardworking guy. He'll play hurt. He'll play dinged up. Um, he did that, at th- I think, at times this year a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to get paid. And there were a lot, a lot of people really like the Notre Dame offensive linemen because they tend to achieve to their talent level. And he made 4.5 this year. Yeah, he, they're, he's going to get paid. And they don't need to pay him. And they could probably replace him with somebody down the list who's cheaper and better. God love Mike McGlinchey. I hope he gets, I mean, he's already set for life as a former top 10 pick, but I hope you get another big payday and I hope you work out for the next team, but I really pity the team. But anyway, that's not our top. That's not our topic. What do you think the Niners should do? Are there any right tackles or on your yeah, there's radar? Two, there's two that I think are, are, are good candidates. One is Andre Dillard, who hasn't been able to get on the field in Philadelphia, but that, as you know, there's no shame yeah, in true. that. There's that's no shame true. in that because um, that's how good their line is. And Dillard's 27. He was a former first round pick. Uh, he went to Wazoo. Maybe he wants to live west. So I think that's an interesting one. The other one for me is Caleb McGarry. That's my guy. Dub. That's he's my guy. He's 27. Um, and he's. I think oh, yeah. going to be cheaper than McGlinchey. I think both those oh, yeah. guys are cheaper than McGlinchey. PFF estimates of PFS estimates four years, fifty-two million, thirteen million per, so a little bit cheaper than McGlinchey. Yeah, so I, I would still that, expensive though. Yeah, well, I mean, tackles are expensive. Good. He's a good, very good player. Yeah. But I mean, like once you get down the list, you yeah. know, there's there, you know, there's really not a lot of good players here. I mean, it's it's a, it's a really slim pickings list. Um, you know, they may have to go. You know, with some fill-in guys. I mean, uh, you know, or do they bring back Brunskill? Are they interested in Tom Compton? Billy Turner's out there, but to me, if you're going to replace Isaiah Wynn, but I think Oof. the guys, the two guys that make the most sense to me would be Caleb McGarry and Andre Dillard, and I think I'd rather have McGarry, and uh, and then maybe the the best way to do this is to, you know, try to because the O line needs a little depth. Maybe sign two guys. Maybe sign. A quality backup. I I was suggesting Nick Allegretti from the Chiefs, who I think can play right tackle in a in a pinch, and he can play right guard and left guard. I think he potentially could play center. He and he's only twenty six, and he's been on a good team. Um, I kind of like Allegretti, but I mean, there's not a lot of um, you know, there's O line play around the league is bad, and so there's a bunch of teams looking for O line improvements, and there's a bunch of tackles, but how many of them are actual upgrades? Isaiah Wynn gets hurt, been hurt a lot. Um, that scares me. And you could, what they could do is they could bring back Colt McKivitz and say, you know what, he's probably not that much worse than Mike McGlinchey and it'll be way cheaper. So you could be better in other places. But if they want to upgrade at right tackle, they should go get Caleb McGarry. It's not a position you need to necessarily skimp on. I think the best teams have two good offensive tackles, not just one. Because having just one offensive, like one offensive tackle who's good in pass protection, 
you're committed to like 1997 football with these tight formations and tight ends. And it's like, you want to be able to spread it out sometimes. And how can you go spread if you don't have, how can you have these open formations if you don't have two bookends out there? So I would like to see the Niners actually invest in right tackle and get someone better than McGlinchey. Get a better player than McGlinchey. I know it's going to be expensive, but Caleb McGarry, go get him. Number one priority. I would love that. I, think it's, it. I, I don't know if it's the number one priority, but it's really, really close. And um, it's not a great offensive draft, an uh, offensive tackle draft either. So, you know, I think you, you, you know, Skaronsky from Northwestern is really good, but he's going to go probably top 10. Can't get and him. And then there's a couple other guys that are going to go in the 20s. But I know there may be a couple guys they reach for, but I mean, it's not, there's maybe five or six, maybe, you know, yeah. seven or eight max really starting caliber tackles in the draft. And I got to think most of them are going to be off the board in the first 50 picks. Absolutely. Um, so again, the Niners could go cheaper at the position and bring back Colton McKivitz, which is fine. Or they can bring back Tom Compton. And right. they've had success with this. But I think if you're trying to win the Super Bowl, you try to, again, you got to assume that you have, eventually you're going to face Philly in the playoffs. Is Tom Compton good enough? Is Spencer Burford Tom Compton good enough? Spencer Burford, Colton McKivitz, or do you actually have to have five pl- good offensive linemen to counteract that team. Something to think about. Something to think about. Yibe says, Bye, Jimmy. Hello, quarterback competition where draft position is not considered whatsoever. Our window is almost over. We have two to three more years, I feel. Hopefully more. I hope there's a quarterback competition that we can document this offseason. That would be fun for us. We got it. We, we you know, we, it's funny. We're asking, we're talking about a quarterback competition between two guys who technically competed last summer, but it was no competition. True. G Code Travels Vlog POV says, Will Niners trade Kinlaw now or keep him one more season to pick up the fifth year? He did say to you, uh, if you have an itchy season, you can uh, rail me all you want, mistake to keep him. They don't gain anything by cutting or trading him, right? You have to pay him one way or another. So I'm guessing he stays one more year. I'm guessing they don't pick up his fifth year option. What do you think? Wow. You know, this is a tough call. Um, how much is the option? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he doesn't get anything done, Grant. And I don't know. I don't know what to say about, about, um, Kinlaw because I like Kinlaw as a guy and, um, he seems like a decent guy and he did a couple interviews with me, gave me a lot of really good, thoughtful answers. Yeah. But, um, but he doesn't, he doesn't anchor against the run with consistency. He gives you nothing as an interior pass rusher. And I just think that um, I, if it was me, I would opt to trade him and go replace him in the offseason. And I've yeah. already looked at the the, the, the list. Yeah. To me, you can pay big for Deron Payne, who just coming off of a career year, 12 and a half sacks, 320 pounds. In a lot of ways, he's the ideal guy, but you're going to pay a ton for him. Um, then there's Colin Saunders from the Chiefs, and there's Puna Ford from the Seahawks. Puna's, you know, is the same caliber pass rusher as. Um, as well, let's McGlinch. not get ahead of ourselves. That's the next Kinlaw. topic about yeah. what we're going to be signing at defensive oh, okay. tackle. But for Kinlaw, if you want to trade, Kinlaw, I, I would not keep Kinlaw. I would not. What Balky did, what Trent Balky did. Remember AJ Jenkins? You can trade a first round pick that you feel is a bust or needs um, a change of scenery for another one. Remember. <laughs> he traded A.J. Jenkins Baldwin, for Jonathan Baldwin, Baldwin yeah. 
Yeah. And it didn't work for either player. They both washed out of the league. But you could do something like that, find another player who was a first or second round pick who isn't working out, and you could flip him. Andre Dillard would be one, right? So right. I'm just saying, I mean, he's going to be a free agent. But someone like that, maybe you could do that. Otherwise, just say, you know what, he hasn't been healthy. Give him one more chance. Those are your options. I don't think they'll pick. It's the same situation as Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas was no pass rusher, couldn't anchor against the run, different reasons, different build. They didn't pick him as fifth-year option, and eventually he went to the bench and you didn't see him anymore. So that could that's could be what happens here if if something doesn't change. All right, let's talk about the free agents at defensive tackle. The Niners need a replacement for DJ Jones. They haven't gotten one yet. What do you think their uh, best option in free agency would be at defensive tackle? I mean, it's really difficult to say because there's not a lot of good players. I mean, um, Javon Hargrave is a free agent. You know, if you want to pay, great player, he made great player, dollars. Yeah, absolutely, great player. Um, it's yeah. got Deron Payne would be awesome. He's twenty five. He made three point six million. Great player, uh, but he, he's going to cost you a lot. Yep. And you still, and you know, you also have Ridgeway sitting there. So, is, are you going to bring Ridgeway back? Probably. Um, that'll be my guess. He's a Bay Area guy for the, for the min. Yeah, for the minimum. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I like Colin Saunders. Why? Because he's He's 26. He's he only made 900 grand this year. Uh, you could probably get him for cheap. You know he's 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 not going to be paid a lot of money. He's very strong against the run. He's pretty quick. Um, so, you know that to me is is already an upgrade. So I, that's the guy that I would have the most interest in. I think he's the best combination of talent and price that they can afford. Um, It'd be nice to go out and splurge for Deron Payne. Yeah, but you're would. already spending a lot on Eric Armstead and soon to be spending a lot on Nick Bosa. So you can't – you got to find a mid-tier, mid-price, good uh, – I don't know, value at defensive tackle. I like who you mentioned. Also, what about um, Dalvin Tomlinson? Very out of strong. Minnesota. Alabama yeah. kid, right? Yeah. Really good uh, run defender. Kind of like an older – and like DJ Jones. So, I mean, that would be one guy who I think they could probably get for something like – I don't know, three, three, thirty-five, three, three years, thirty-five million, ten million. He's years. interesting. Kind of expensive. I like him. I like him. Yeah. I like David Onyemata from the Saints. Okay. Who's, okay. you know, he's thirty, and the okay. Saints have a lot of cap problems. So I think he's probably going to depart in free agency. Um, he would be, he would be on my list as well. And then you know, um, Linval Joseph, you know, who's thirty-four. If they wanted to go. go fill the thing in free agency, but not really fill it. I think you could get a guy like Linval Joseph. Now he's not going to give you any pass rush, but neither did Kinlaw. You don't need, but you don't need pass cheap. rush. DJ Jones would give you a little pressure, but he wouldn't. He wasn't giving yeah. you five sacks a season. If you get two, but I mean, three. whatever DJ gave you, you're getting less. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fine, Joseph. But there's also Kalia Davis, who's not. I mean, there's also options internally. Yeah, Kalia Davis yeah. is interesting, and and then it's a the position top. you could draft in round six and, and throw the guy out there right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a number of guys in the draft, uh, Broderick Martin and yeah. from Western Kentucky is really interesting, and um, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin is really interesting. But I mean, it's they're they're um, you know it's if you're just looking for a run stuffer, you can find guys. But if you're looking for a run stuffer who can also push the pocket a little bit as a pass rusher, there are hardly anybody. Well, I don't think you need that though because. Unless Drake Jackson is going to become like an edge rushing extraordinaire, then it seemed to me that his 
pressures and sacks came when he was either lined up at defensive tackle or stunting from DN to defensive tackle. I think he could be in a platoon where he's the third down interior edge rusher who pairs with the DJ Jones type, Kalia Davis or Dalvin Tomlinson. I feel like the Niners are going to go cheap here. They could, they, they, you got to spend it right tackle. But at nose tackle, it's a guy who stops the run and plays 50, 50% of the snaps, if that. I mean, you should be able to get that for pretty cheap. The problem is the 49ers, I don't think, can stay with Kinlaw. The Niners were the number one defense in the NFL and the number one defense against the run in the NFL. But they were like 22nd in the NFL on, on short yeah. yardage situations. So, yeah. you know, they got to upgrade. Otherwise, you, I mean, they didn't burn them in a key moment, but it could have. Mm-hmm. They very easily could have lost to Philly where they outplayed Philly, played incredibly well, got to like a key sequence and just couldn't stop Miles Sanders from running up the middle. It just it didn't happen that way, so nobody's complaining about that. But that that uh, it could have happened that way because they really didn't stop the inside run. Barry Baller18 says, I want uh, Wormley, defensive tackle from the Steelers. Steelers, you know, have a good have a good developmental system for sure. I, I, I'm not a Wormley fan. I don't think he anchors against the run as well as, like, you know, what, what they're used to. I mean, if they can find somebody like DJ Jones, that's what they need. They need somebody who's really, really not just str- strong, but functionally strong. It's really hard to play D-tackle uh, in this scheme, this wide nine scheme, because you're on your own. You're getting double teamed, and uh, right. you really got to be able to hold up. It's hard. Risk versus reward, would you sign Jason Verrett for league minimum? Nope. No. No. Would you? No, because even if he, there. you brought him to camp and he played well and he made the team, that's a roster spot for a guy who could get hurt at any time in practice. And then what's, what, do you, what do you got? Now you're scrambling to find corners off the street. You can't find corners off the street. So, no. No. I like Verrett. He's local, but no. It's like if you sign Verrett, you have to sign him and the back. It's, you have to, it's two guys. It's really right. two players. All right. So, we've talked right tackle, defensive tackle. I submit that the Niners need a defensive end. I mean, they got a lot of free agents on the defensive line. They could re-sign some of their guys, but they really don't have a second pass rusher to compliment Nick Bosa. It was supposed to be D Ford. It was never D Ford. He's gone. Buckner's gone. Armstead's a good player, but that's not the kind of guy he is. They need another pass rusher, preferably outside. Who do you think they could sign? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think Robert Quinn's going to be allowed to walk away from Philadelphia, but he, he didn't have a very good year this year. No. I've heard people suggest Yannick Nagakwe, but I don't think Nagakwe – I mean, Nagakwe is going to get paid a ton. He made $13 million this year. Clowney mm-hmm. is well, out Well, PFF is, out is, is um, estimating two years 25 for, for Nagakwe. Um, you know – Okay, first of all, I like the the depth pieces they have. The first thing I would do is bring back some of them. Ebukam, I really like. Amenehu, I really like. Um, I'd bring those guys back. I absolutely would. And um, who's the third guy? I mean, even even Kerry Hyder, I th- I would consider bringing him back, uh, just because even I don't think he's not going to cost you a lot. But I, Jordan Willis, I think might get a big offer. But if he doesn't, I'd bring him back. Um, I definitely like would try to bring back my depth pieces up front because I th- I like those depth depth pieces, but they need a they need a difference maker. And I don't know, I don't think you can, I, I don't think you can get this in free agency. I think this is going to have to be a draft 
thing. The good news is there's a lot of really, really exciting edge rushers in this draft. And I think some of them um, are going to be there in the third round, you know, and, and there's some really good ones. I, I love Ali Gay at LSU and I'm a huge fan of um, um, the guy from Eastern Eastern Michigan who played uh, what's his name? Ho- Jose, uh, Jose Bautista or something like that. I think he's really good. Um, a little light, but really fast off the edge. But there's a bunch of guys. And, you know, I, I was looking at the uh, All-Star Games this weekend. I watched all of them. And there, I would say there's at least 10 really interesting edge rushers. Rhett Hall's son, Cade Hall, who played for San Jose State. You know, I could see them going for him on day three. Um, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of really interesting. Jose Ramirez is the guy I'm thinking of. He plays for Eastern Michigan. And unbelievable ability to bend the edge and get to the quarterback. There's Derek Hall from Auburn, Zach Harrison from Ohio state. There's a bunch of them. Isaiah Foskey is my favorite from Notre Dame, but he's probably going end of first round and you know, they don't have a first or second round pick. Yeah. I, to me, it's pretty tough to find an edge rusher after, after the top 100 picks, who's going to be good enough to contribute as a rookie. Although you can't do it and maybe they can, but I do think they should probably look at free agency too. If they could get Yannick Ngakwe, I think that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, oh, this true. is a guy. Oh, he's great. He's got sixty-five sacks in his career, and while he doesn't necessarily generate a ton of pressure, he finishes with uh, Bosa and Armstead on the line. He could get. A, he could walk into a ton of sacks. Also, there's one more guy I think has potential. Um, Agbanya Okoronkwo from Houston. He's yeah, six-two, two-fifty. Yeah, he's he's a good player. I think his uh, his win rates are pretty high. He didn't have a ton of playing time. Now maybe maybe D'Amico Ryan pushes to re-sign him. He's a he's a Houston Texan, but that's another guy too. I feel like you can find pass rushers on a two year, one year prove it deal. Then um, I should look at that. The guy that I love in the also past is Zach Allen. Zach Allen. Zach Allen from Allen. Arizona. What do you think of him? Grant? I like that. I like him. I like him. Yeah. A little bit big. How big is he? He's more like 275, yeah, probably. a little bit bigger. But, I mean, yeah. he could probably lean out in this system, but he's just got a tremendous motor. Um, and then also, I was looking you know, at something like D. Ford's build. You, like, you know how we, when we saw Drake Jackson for the first time, we were like, wait a second. This isn't what we were expecting. It's a, something like what we were expecting is what was it I'm looking for. You know who – do you remember the the Philly game a few years ago when, when they rolled in on – I think it was on Monday night – and their D-line dominated. And they had a guy named Jannard Avery. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, yeah. Who, you know, gave the Niners fits. He did. I mean, um, he's McGlinchey. 27. He's, you know, he's a little short, but he can really rush the passer. And it's he's he played at Memphis. He's hard as hell to block. He doesn't give you a big target. And, you know, he signed for one year and $1 million last year with Tampa. So, I mean, he's a guy that they could probably get cheap if they're just looking to, you know, to add to their mix. I'd be happy. I, I'll say this. If they can re-sign their depth pieces, Amenihu and Ebukam and and um, Jordan Willis and those guys, and then address it in the draft, I'd be okay with that because I think they really need to address ta- offensive tackle and defensive tackle more so yeah. than defensive end. If they and can how get those they, guys signed, that's a big it, And it doesn't really matter what position they get. They just need a secondary pass rusher. And if they feel a strike, Jackson, then that their draft and free agency will um, reflect that. Because they seem to know last offseason that Banks and Talanoa Fungo were going to be good. And yeah. while we were all like, what are you going to do with this position? Brendel, too. They didn't panic. 
and they stuck to their guns. We'll see if they if that's how they feel about Drake Jackson. Because I don't know. The way they talked about him at the end of the season, the way he was just straight up inactive makes me feel like I don't know exactly how they feel about Drake Jackson going into the season. They may feel about him the way they felt about freaking Ambry Thomas. I don't know. You know? It's a great. It's a it's a good point because yeah. Drake was inactive. I think three times in the last four games or four yeah. times in the last five games. Um, I will say this: just you know, talking to Drake a few times and just kind of looking at his build, it's yeah. clear that he could easily put on um, fifteen pounds of upper body strength through an off season NFL weight you know weight training situation. I mean, he he's definitely has the 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 frame to add muscle mass. Do you know how old uh, he is? No. Right now. 21. No, is he 25? 21. 21. Drake Jackson. He's, he's 21. Really young. Yeah, he's yeah. so young. So, yeah, you can't he, – he could grow into his body. He, he's, yeah. he's probably the youngest player in the team. Uh, Joe Mama says, Mama said Kinlaw <laughs> and Armstead get so ornery with you because they, get, they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. No, it's the medulla oblongata. It's the medulla. Trade for Joey restructured contract to join Nick. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a cheap solution. I like that. Yeah, the two most expensive like DNs on the same team. Uh, yeah, let's Joey, do that. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, add sign Joey Bosa. Yeah. Why, why am I? I'm saying Gennard Avery, and this guy's yeah. saying Joey Bosa. Yeah, I, I, get Miles Garrett too. You know, what? I don't need I don't need Avery. I'll, I'll go for Joey Bosa. All right. Have the 49ers ruined? Trey Lance by not playing him. I mean, this is a guy who was like the least experienced quarterback ever to go in the top, what, 15 picks. And he hasn't played much in the last two years. I mean, what is the stat? How many games has he played in the last? Nine out of a possible 44 games over the last three seasons. I mean, he's he's still only 22 years old. But did his development hinge on him getting a lot of playing time early? And did the Niners mess that up? Or can this be salvaged here? Well, I don't know if they messed it up or if his injuries messed it up. I mean, how much do you blame the Niners for his injuries, so on and so forth, or the, their development curve? I, I would say this. I would say to date, they haven't screwed him up. But if he sits going forward for the next two years, I don't think he's going to have the same NFL career. You have to play. You can't just You can't just sit out five years. I mean, it's just not – you just can't do it. Nobody does it. Nobody's nobody has done it. Nobody will do it. You got to be able to play. You got to play. You got to develop while you play. So, I don't think they've ruined him to this point. I think he will be ruined though if he sits for two more years. I just don't understand taking a guy who is short on playing time and experience and making the plan. Let's not play him. To me, I think him working out hinged on him getting playing time and closing that rep gap. And maybe they still could. He's younger than Brock Purdy, but and he's on a really good team. Like he's in some good circumstances. But I'm looking at all the successful quarterbacks in the league right now. These are guys, all of them except for a couple threw about not at least 900 passes in college, including junior college if they went there. Like trying to get a guy up to speed who threw 300 passes in college, it's hard. And usually those are guys that go in round three or four or five or six because they haven't revealed very much about you haven't seen very much. You know, you haven't seen the full Monty. You've maybe seen a little bit. And the rest is a projection. So I'm not saying that Trey Lance won't work out, but man, the Niners seem like they've put him in a position where the odds are against him. I just think they they made their decision, I think, in a vacuum. And they said, We want 
the highest end potential and they looked for it and took it. And then they said, oh, we'll take the highest end potential and then we'll just put them through what we think is the best development curve, which yeah. is sit for a year like Mahomes did. And then we'll just have an awesome quarterback. Well, it just doesn't work that way. And and what really is amusing is the Niner fans who just feel like Trey, you know, next year is going to be totally different than Trey this year. Maybe, but that's not based on anything other than hope. You know, we're all hoping he improves, but to just expect that like, oh yeah, he, he, he'll play next year. He'll be the starter and they'll win a bunch. Why? Because you said so, because you want it, because you want, because you like Trey and you like the idea of Trey's upside. Yeah, we all do. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. And it hasn't happened to this point. And Shanahan is telling you how raw he thinks he is by how he utilized him. And suddenly he's going to get super, he's going to have every nuance of the position totally nailed down. He's going to beat out Brock Purdy next year in camp and. You know, maybe, but, what it, but what I think maybe. with 49ers fans that like Trey Lance still, even though like there's some of them that still like Trey Lance, what they don't understand is how do you draft a guy who had 300 whatever throws in college? You, I mean, you didn't discover that he was raw. You didn't bring him into camp and be like, hey, hey, John, this quarterback that we got, he's kind of raw. Like that was the book on him. You knew that the whole thing of taking him was that you had a plan. Your plan was going to work. And it seems like the Niners basically didn't ever do the project. They took on the project. They didn't do the project. They put off the project. They broke the project. And now they're trying to salvage the project in year three or not. I mean, we'll maybe Brock Purdy comes back and they never actually get to the project of Trey Lance. Um, in which case, he could go to another team at 24 and try again. But it seems like the Niners may actually be ruining his career if he had a chance. I don't know. This may set him back. I feel kind of bad for him. I mean, he was always walking a tightrope of a lot of projection, not a lot of experience, go on a good team and make it happen. We thought it was, we thought the Niners were that team, but they, he needed a year and they were unwilling to give him a week. That's the story of Trey Lance on the 49ers. He needed a year. They were unwilling to give him a week. And uh, now what do they got? I don't know. But we'll you know, here's the thing about this. We can put it on the Niners because they ultimately make the decisions. But nobody was willing to be patient. Nobody, and no, and people who said they are are lying. They're, they weren't. Well, the Nobody's Bills were willing to be patient with Josh Allen, and it worked out for them. Players weren't going to be patient. But, the and that's why gonna, the Niners were going to demand for. But that's gonna, why the Niners bear Jimmy. responsibility for drafting him. Like you knew he took time. You knew it was a project. You knew that he needed a year. And you couldn't, I guess they thought they could do it on the bench. Well, they lied to themselves about that. The timelines never matched up. And so I feel like for for Trey to work out, he needed a team that took more of the Buffalo approach, not the San Francisco approach. And maybe he still worked out. I'm not writing him off. I feel like you might be. I'm not no, writing I'm him not, off. I'm okay. not writing him off. But, I mean, I did an interview with um, a former NFL GM who told me he wouldn't have even had him on their board because he didn't play enough in college. Right. Right, and that he just right. wasn't drafted. It was a controversial pick. Absolutely, it was all based on projection. But, so getting, but then a, again, so was Justin there, Fields. There. So was Mac Jones. So was Zach Wilson. You look at all four of those guys. I mean, they threw like 650 passes in college. Now Trey threw a little bit less than that, but still, they're all projections. And yeah. so far, none of them worked out except for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, 
I think Fields has shown the most positive of those guys, but then that's this year. Um, last year, Mac Jones looked pretty good, or two years ago, I should say. Mac Jones looked pretty good. Um, I think if you ask Shanahan who he wanted, if of any of them, he probably would have taken Lawrence one, but I bet you would have taken Zach Wilson too. And Zach Wilson's like persona non grata with the Jets, and but they're not trading him. They're going to try to develop him. I, don't, I bet you I Kyle would have taken Zach Wilson one. Him and Chris Sims – Chris Sims loved freaking Zach loved Zach Wilson. And Kyle seems I don't know what that was. But uh yeah, that was a I mistake. loved him too. I mean, I thought I thought he was mad. I thought he had great skills. But you know what's hard is that, you know, in college at BYU, he he never had right. to make plays with bodies no. flying around no. him. No. And he there was like you could park a car between his O line and the D line. Um, you know, and he had, he had one, only had one great year. Only had one great year, and he only threw like eight hundred passes in college. I mean, there were a lot of red flags there. Yeah, and you, but you, I mean, the NFL is all about playing within a, you know, in a muddy, muddy pocket with all kinds of guys. Action. If that's going to bother you to the point where you become, you know, unglued, it ain't, this ain't the right. And that's why Ohio State quarterbacks have never worked out because they don't ever experience that at Ohio State. They just have all the time in the world. Whereas, At Alabama, it's the SEC. There, there is some muddy pockets some, for yeah, sure. Some muddy pocket. I mean, yeah. Fields looks pretty good, but he also has taken a ton of sacks and yeah. holds the ball a ton. Yeah, and, but at times, great athlete, he looks incredible. I mean, he's had some incredible games. But he but looks I, like he has no idea as, what he's doing as a passer. No idea. Not, he's just I'm doing not, hero ball out there. I'm not. Um, so, I'm the timing not, is um, gone. There's I'm not no anti Trey, but I'll, I'll say this. You know. I came into it pro Trey, but I'm you know I I'll know a lot more when I see him this summer or this spring when you know when when I see him on the field um, this summer I'll have a better idea of how much he's improved. But I didn't see tons of improvement from year one to year two. Um, he had some great. We were there together. You he had some incredible practices, um, but he also had practices where he was throwing what need to be layups. He's air mailing that pass by seven, seven, eight feet, nine feet. I mean, that's that. So I don't know what to say. And I, I'll say this. The fans are never going to show patience and the locker room isn't. And Kyle isn't. So I don't know if Trey's their guy, to be honest, because I don't see any of the key figures being willing to endure the pain that will come with the development curve of, of a quarterback that is inexperienced. Yeah, but here's what – the situation is different. Jimmy's gone. Brock's the right. guy, but he's hurt. So either Brock will be ready – if Brock's ready for the beginning of the season, it's Brock's job. But also there's the fact that the Niners haven't kept a quarterback healthy for more than like eight games since 2019. So either Brock starts the season and most likely gets hurt at some point and Trey Lance gets his opportunity, or Brock's not ready and Trey starts the season. Most likely both of these guys are going to play at some point next season and Trey will get at least one more chance to show what he's made of and we'll see. He's got four, four games under his belt. We'll see. If he is, if he hasn't improved at all since last season and he still has the same mechanical issues and he's still sailing passes high, that's a huge problem and it's probably start, time to start talking about him not improving. But we're not there yet. We'll see. We'll see. He's had four games under his belt, you said. It's really not even four, right? Because it no. was Arizona, Houston, and the first game this year. So it's really more like three. Right. He's really played three games. And, and they were all spread games. out. But the only thing I'll say is – Brock had the same disadvantages that Trey had, uh, even more so because he didn't even know he was going to play. He stepped right in and won games. Sure. But that doesn't necessarily Trey mean anything too. about did the future. 
doesn't mean anything necessarily about the future. It, it does mean that Brock has had a tremendously impressive start to his career. But one thing I'd like to say about Trey is it would have been interesting if he could have played the next week after Houston against uh, the Rams and could have kept going because the offense was clicking at that point. The offense had an identity. Everyone was healthy. They were playing well, and he could fit in, kind of like what Brock did at the end of the season. The other times he's played at the beginning of the season when people have been hurt and they haven't had an identity. So I'm not saying he would have beaten the Rams, but I'm not saying he wouldn't have. It would have been interesting. We'll never know. I still think Trey's going to get another opportunity, and it'll be interesting to see what he can do. The Niners have really had to develop him on the bench through injuries. And you know what? Some teams have been able to do it, right? McCarthy did it with Rodgers. Reed did it with Mahomes. Let's see if Kyle can do it with Lance. We'll see. Let Let me ask you a question. What sure. is better for the 49ers? To because I think most people would look at Lance and say, "Man, he's got he's got higher level athleticism, higher level arm strength. He has a better like he's got a more powerful engine." If they were race cars, and that Purdy is ready to play right now, but long term. You know, um, he might not, he may not have a high ceiling. Would, well, Steve Young brought this up the- on, on KNBR, and it's a good, it's a fair point. I mean, Brock Purdy's a hell of a story and a good quarterback, but is he great enough to win a Super Bowl? I mean, look at the guys that are left, right? It's, it's Joe Burrow every year, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Brock Purdy isn't in their realm physically. So if there's, if he's better than Jimmy, but not quite good enough, we need to know. If, if that's the whole reason the Niners went after Trey, is they felt he had a chance to be that good. Doesn't mean he will be, but that's the whole point. So I think in that case, especially now that both guys are hurt, maybe stick with both and see what happens. Because you've only gotten this much. What you got? Eight games with one guy, four games with another. Who the hell knows? Seriously. I'll say this: I, I, my one feeling that has changed about the Niner quarterback room has to do with neither of them, but the the final spot. I think we learned a very painful lesson collectively is that everybody on your team that is named quarterback has to be able to win. You have to be able to win or at least run your offense through every quarterback on your roster. And I think you need three guys up for a game until the Niners show that that they can protect their quarterbacks. And And then a guy on on, on practice squad too. Yeah. But I mean, I'm no more – Oh, it's a nice story. He's a local kid, and this, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not bashing Josh. It's not Josh Allen's Josh uh, Johnson's fault. It's not no, his fault. Not his fault. Not his fault. No. And I like Josh. I I think the world of Josh. We all love Josh. Yeah, yep. seriously, very good dude. And they put you in um, a bad spot, man. They put him in a bad spot, but no more quarterbacks that are there for any other yep. reason other than you can win a game with them. If you yeah. can't win a no game No coaches with them, in the room. No no coaches in the meeting room. None of that. Right. I'm with no, you on that. I'm no, with you. No, you know, he's there because of the no. If he can't if you can't win a game with him, he can't be on the roster. So I, last thing I want to say about Trey, I like we're the rookie quarterbacks on. in this draft. Yeah. So I I would even I'd even consider going I like the idea of the cheap room. And I would even go with some a rookie quarterback, even though Brock's unproven, Trey's unproven, and obviously the rookie would be unproven. I would still go with the super cheap rookie quarterback room and spe- spread that money to the other roster spots. Last thing I want to say about Trey before we move on. Um, the original question was, did they ruin him by not playing him? The, the way I look at it is, if you look at the successful quarterbacks in the league, most of them had a lot of experience in college. Now, that doesn't mean every experienced college quarterback is good in the NFL. But of the, of the talented ones, usually it takes talent and experience to make it in the NFL. Trey was going to be the exception. 
And if you're going for the exception, I feel like you're kind of trying to shoot the moon in hearts. Everything has to go your way. You got to do it right. And obviously the Niners haven't so far. So part of it is on him. Part of it is on them. And I wonder if they can salvage this three years in. Because again, another thing that's key with these young quarterbacks is you want to take advantage of the rookie contract. You want to get the development done immediately. You want to get him on the field as soon as possible because he's cheap. He's cheaper than a, you know, a quarterback on the on the market, a starting quarterback on the market. And they've, they've wasted all of that time too. So something to keep in mind when we watch Trey Lance's story unfold the next two years. Joey Bosa guy says it was a joke. It better have been a joke. We don't joke <laughs> around like that around here. Uh, how are you the taxes looking this year, Grant? I don't want to talk. Man, that's a long day. Coming up. Just got my W-2s. Um, tried to write off as much as possible this year. Purdy, right decision not to get Tommy John. Has he made the decision yet? Has that happened? We don't know that. That's what their people are hinting about. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it could it, be it, the right move for the Niners. Doesn't mean it's the right move for him. Sure. You think Brock Purdy is winning us a Super Bowl? Is this the same story when Jimmy came to SF? Can win games, but is he great enough to win a Super Bowl? That's the question. I think there's no question to me that he's better than Jimmy, but that is still is the question because you. What, what Steve said is you have to be great to win a Super Bowl. you got to be great. I know there are, there are exceptions to that, but fewer and fewer. Fewer and fewer. I think, I think he is good enough, but obviously it's not proven. No. I, don't, like, we don't, I don't even know if Jalen Hurts is good enough. Right. You know, he hasn't done it yet, but uh, right. I'll tell you by next weekend if he's good enough. Uh, but I, I, I get the sense that Brock could be good enough, but he has to be surrounded by – a line that can keep him upright because he just is not going to be able to stand there and take hits. That's a good point. It's not about the car. It's about the drivers, his toolhouse mafia. I like that. Jordan, I love when people say what it's about and what it's not about. I love that phrase. It's not about the ice <laughs> on your chain, okay? It's about the ice in your refrigerator, okay? <laughs> it's always some like old head who's trying to like impart wisdom. It's not about, okay, <laughs> the rims on your car. It's about the rims I don't know what else. Uh, uh, no, Jordan Pena says, no matter what they do, if Kyle keeps putting the quarterbacks in bad situations, nothing will change. I'm with you, Jordan. That's quality control. We're trying our best to make sure Kyle's on his P's and Q's. Keneal Mason says, Kyle's a known slow starter. Purder for show benefited coming in late. Purdy still balled out, though. No shots at him. I'd be happy with either. It's a factor. It's a factor. I do think so. Um, Purdy benefited from coming in late. I mean, look at how well uh, Jimmy was playing before he got hurt. He was. He was playing really well. Purdy's playing the way Purdy plays. And I think Purdy would have played that way. Right. But the point on. is the offense around him was up to his level at that point. It was it was clicking. Yeah. It was not clicking week four, five, six, seven. But it was it not clicking because the quarterback wasn't playing well? I would say that had as much to do with anything because Jimmy wasn't playing well and Trey was brand new. And they could barely score 14 points. They didn't have an identity on offense. They were going through running backs. I don't know. They didn't have, Jimmy, they didn't have McCaffrey. Jimmy's, Jimmy's play did change, but McCaffrey can't. Yeah, things changed. Things changed. Things did change. Uh, go to King Taco when you come down to L.A. King Taco. All right. That's kind of random. I'm not going to any, L.A. anytime soon. I am going to Miami, though. Nice. Getting the hell out of here. I'll be doing – all right, let's talk Super Bowl. vacation in Miami? Got to. There you go. Got to. It's it's so rainy. It's been raining. It feels like it's been raining for three months or two. I know. Got to get the hell out. Anyway, what do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl? This is a very interesting matchup. And, I mean, Eagles are the favorite, but it's close. 
And Andy Reid, two weeks to prepare, very scary. Also, they have the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. What do you think is going to happen? I like, the, I like the Kansas City Chiefs, but here's the thing. Kansas City is awfully banged up. I mean, I'm looking at their team, and they're, they've got like five guys that are key guys that are all hurt. Name them. Name them. Juju Smith-Schuster. What's his problem? Um, Cole Hardman's out. Kadarius wow. Tony hurt. Ooh. Um, Willie Gay, who, you know, was hurt until the Niner game and then was awesome in the Niner game. The weak side okay. backer, he's hurt. Jarius Sneed, who I think is their best defensive back, period, he's hurt. So if none of those guys play, I think it's a really, really close game. But I think Sneed's going to go. I think Gay's going to go. Um, I think Schuster, Smith Schuster is going to wind up going. And I like, I like Kansas City. I, I mean, the Eagles have not been tested at all. They, they played the easiest schedule in the NFL statistically. Um, and then what did they do? They played the New York Giants at home, and then they played the Niners with their fourth-string quarterback. They haven't played anybody. I'll take Kansas City. I, I like. I thought the AFC. Well, it's was not like it's not year. like Purdy got hurt in the parking lot or at home in the in the apartment. I mean, he got knocked out, and then Josh Johnson got knocked out too. And it was kind of. Freakish. I'm just saying. I know, but I mean, I. I so you think Mahomes is getting knocked out? Because I don't. No, know. I'm not saying I, I that. Take Mahomes, but, I'll take Mahomes. I'm going to take Mahomes and Andy Reid okay. and Chris Chris Jones and Isaiah Pacheco and you know I I think the I think the uh, back seven D of the Chiefs defense with Bolton and and then the the rookie I think their rookie corners are playing really really well. I, I'll give uh, I'll give Kansas City a lot of credit for coaching up their guys. McDuffie has been awesome. And Jalen Watson has been really, really good. And the, even the kid from Fayetteville State, Joshua Williams, he's been good. And then you got Justin Reed and Thornhill and Sneed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I just I like I like Kansas City. I think Kansas City, Kansas City's been there. They've done it. They're not going to be. They're going to hit the ground running. They're not going to be intimidated by the environment. Uh, and Mahomes looked. I thought Mahomes was going to run around terribly last week and look in a lot of pain. He looked fine. Now he gets two more weeks to uh, to get ready, and you get Andy Reid that much extra time, and he's going against his former team. I like I like Kansas City. I can't believe that the Eagles are two and a half point favorites. They're a lot better at most positions in Kansas City. Philly's really good. I don't know, man. I, they haven't been here before. Yeah. They have a lot of players, actually, that were on that championship team a few years ago, particularly on that defense. I don't know, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to pick a winner yet, but I feel like this Philly team, people are kind of just unwilling to look at what's right in front of them. I feel like they've been the best team in the league all year, like the whole year. And they've had a couple losses when Jalen Hurts was out, one when he was in. But really, when he's in there, they're pretty close to unbeatable right now, the way this team is. I don't know. What, what is their weakness? Right. The run defense? Like, okay, so the Kansas City's going to run it on him? Kansas City's going to run it on him, huh? Is that what they do? I don't know. I'm really, I, I can't Pacheco. wait. He's good. Been awesome. He runs hard. He runs hard. I like him a lot. He is good. But you know what I'm saying about Andy Reid? He's not really committed to running the ball, again, unless he plays the Niners. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. It'll be interesting. But, but hey, well, what, about, like what about Hardman and, and Tony and, uh, and Juju? That doesn't give you pause? It does make me pause. It me pause. I'm a, little, yeah. I'm a little, I'll say this too. You know, like some teams are just good against your team. Yeah. I get the feeling. Like I watched Kansas City, you know, struggle with the Colts this year. 
Yeah. Um, but then they put, yeah. they came to they came to Levi's and hung forty on the Niners. So I think there is something that they can expose in the secondary. I think I think basically that that defensive coordinator for Philly Gannon isn't that great. I think basically he's kind of lazy. When you have that kind of a four man pass rush, you get lazy. And I think what he does is just does the same thing every week and kind of just plays back and tr- encourages the check down and banks on his offense getting a lead and his pass rush winning the game. Um, you know, if you go up against a team with a good pass protect, a good offensive line like Kansas City has and the greatest quarterback of all time, you might get shredded. You might, and I don't know, I mean, Kyle thought he could shred him with Brock Purdy. He was wrong. But maybe Andy Reid could do it with Patrick Mahomes. We'll see. It'd be a help if he had some wide receivers healthy. It would help. I, you heard Ayuk talk about his feelings on yeah. Philly's defense. The Niners felt like they had the right plan to exploit it, and then their their quarterback went down, and the game was over at that point. Yeah, but um, I'll they didn't have the right offensive covered, line to or, or backup tight end to exploit it. But they did have the right wide Travis receiver. Kelsey, so who's 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 covering Kelsey? I mean, to me, it starts right there. Um, and then I think Pacheco can run it on him. Um, I think you can – I'm really eager to Kelsey. see what Mahomes to McKinnon, you know, how much Mc... that burns uh, Philly's well, Here's defense. the thing, though. If Juju's not a factor and me, Cole Hardman, and Tony don't play, then you just double Kelsey all day and force Marquez Valdez-Scantling to beat you. And he could. Good yeah. player. Good player. Pretty good player. I don't know. I think it's going to be a good game. I hope it is because the NFC Championship game sucked. It was awful. It didn't happen. God. And then I didn't watch the game after it because I was working. Did you watch the game? I was working. No. Never saw it. Anyway. I mean, I, I saw it eventually, but I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I, How did Mahomes look? Was he moving all right? Yeah. No, he was. How did he, 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 I mean, he, he do that? never know that he was hurt. <laughs> How does he do I that? I don't know what's going on with Mahomes. I can't get the image of him running for his life against the Bucks out of my head. They got stomped by the Bucks in that Super Bowl. And now they're facing an even better pass rush. I know they had injuries in their offensive line in that game, but that's kind of what concerns me. That's what gives me hesitancy about picking Kansas City is just, man, that pass rush in, in Philly is just disgustingly good. It's too good. It's, the new name for it is, uh, what did he say? What, what did Brandon you call it? Um, unfortunate Circumstances. That's what their name is now, Unfortunate Circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was unfortunate. They are unfortunate we'll circumstances this, though, over there. The one thing I think is an advantage, Kansas City, they've won this game, they've lost this game. Mm-hmm. And to me, once you've experienced the highs and the lows, I think losing the Super Bowl in some ways is one of the, you know, it's worse than almost some way not making the game. I mean, it's just like you're on this massive stage and you lost, and you got to wear that the rest of your offseason. I think that lingers with them. I think they're going to come out and fire. I think it's such an interesting matchup in terms of roster building. On the one hand, you got the most expensive quarterback in the league. On the other hand, you got the guy on the rookie deal making a million dollars. Who's going to win? Can you actually win with a cheap quarterback running the zone read? Or do you have to have the superstar? In that kind of sense, I like the idea of the Eagles winning because it opens up a whole new lane for teams to actually build like build teams you don't have to because i mean there's only five top five quarter there's only one patrick mahomes only one team can have him but other teams could do what philly's doing that's intriguing to me the other thing that's intriguing is philly had andy Reid, let him go 
Then they won a Super Bowl. Then Reed won a Super Bowl. And now they're playing each other to, for, the, for the official bragging rights of who's right or who got the better of breaking up. I think that's cool, too. And don't you think that's going to be motivation for Reed? Yes, absolutely. Because part of me is like, hey, part, some people say Andy Reed, greatest coach. Boy, the Eagles were stupid. Other thing that you could say is Andy Reed, kind of like Kyle Shanahan in, turn, in big games. And the only reason Andy Reed has a Super Bowl victory is because he faced Kyle Shanahan. So if Andy Reed takes down the Eagles, that changes things for him. He's got two rings now. But if he loses, then he could be like, well, maybe the Eagles were right to get rid of him. Now they won two rings without him. And Andy Reed, you know, I. Can't wait for this game. It's, it's going to be a big moment for the it's Andy be great. Reed. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep, yep. 49ers also, Empire. Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo's yes. been there, too. And he's won. He's won. How many? He's won multiple. Good coach. He won with Kansas City, and he won with uh, New York. That's right. Um, Jim equals the only player with one safety and one fumble and one safety times two. Jim, Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> if the Niners had beaten Denver that week, would this game have been in Santa Clara? Did it all come down? This NFC Championship. If they had just, if they had the same record as Philly, would the game have been in Santa Clara NFC Championship? It might have been. It might have been. I don't know. Might, might have, been. have been. It might have been the difference. I mean, come you on. You got to win week three against Denver. You got to And there'll be a bye. Last second sports says Does Purdy have the tools to be successful when he gets paid and that team weakens around and the Niners need to figure out that guy long term, not just 23? No idea, but that's something you can figure. I mean, you gotta, let's give him 40 starts. I I'd think like we to, know exactly what Purdy is. We've seen it. We've seen it. I don't know exactly what Purdy is after eight starts. I'd like to see 40. Well, go, because watch, go, go watch his college starts. He did he's gotten hurt twice. Thing. He's gotten hurt twice. It's, it's more than just playing well. It's, it's durability. It's all of his longevity. So if he could do it for the next two and a half years, yeah, give him all the money. But, um, I mean, we have to see that. We have to see more, I would say. I wouldn't give any quarterback $500 million until I've seen 50-something starts personally. Personally, I, I I would be worried if he looked different than the guy that he that he was in college, but he doesn't. He looks exactly like the guy he was in college. He he he's got to be moved. You got to do some things. He's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have a huge arm, but he's got a better arm now than he showed at Iowa State. I don't know. Yeah. Personally, I think he was. I mean, if you really think about it, rookie quarterback, who was more consistent? than Brock Purdy this year as a rookie quarterback that you've ever seen in any season. I don't Well, it was only me, it was only half a season. Was like it was crazy. only half a season and he got hurt. That's part of it. Uh Dak Prescott had a really good rookie season. I mean, there've been guys. And Dak Prescott's an interesting example. Great player. Well, not great not a not a great player. Good player. Uh really successful early on. Got paid. Never I mean, wasn't worth it. Could never carry a team making 40 million dollars a year. That's what Jesse's asking right now. And yeah. I think it's a fair question. Part of the reason that Purdy has success is because it seems phenomenal. Same with Jalen Hurts. Philly has to ask that question too. And he has like a more dynamic skill set, but what's it? So did Dak. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Kless says, what about Brandon Ayuk? Uh, what about what Brandon Ayuk said about Casey exposing Eagles pass defense? I think that will happen. I think that will happen. Um, well, they do have the coach and the quarterback to pull it off. So I don't know if they have the offensive line and the uh, wide receivers. We'll see. That's the Eagles end. and the Eagles pass defense is, I think, really, really good. I mean, Avante Maddox is a tremendous nickelback, and Bradbury was a Pro Bowler, and Gardner Johnson is a free agent this year. He's he's amazing and so slay. I mean, really, only Marcus Epps 
is not very, very good in their secondary. So I'm with you. To me, to beat Philly, and I've only seen a little bit of them, I don't think you can drop back, pass, beat them in a shootout. And that's why I'm a little, again, it's Mahomes, maybe he can do it. But really, you should be running the ball. You should be keeping their offense off the field. You should be running the ball and making those pass rushers defend the run. And the Niners, I thought, were going to be committed to doing that. They can do that. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to throw. So I, let's see what, what Andy Reid's got. You know, Is he committed to that run game the way he needs to be against Philly? Otherwise, you better block Hassan Reddick and all those guys. Every time. Kless says, what yeah. about, no, we got you. Brett, thank you. Brett again. Brett Barney. Appreciate you. BB, double Bs. That's it. That's it. I think that's it. I'm excited <laughs> for this game. I'm excited for this game. Um, I don't, I don't. Am I rooting for the Eagles? It sounded like I was. I don't care. I really like the Chiefs and Mahomes. I think it's just interesting stakes. What's but you stake? know, you're re, you're. It sounds like you're rooting for the narrative of you have to have this one of these guys to win to be kind of. Oh no, I, I think I'm rooting for the narrative that you can win with a quarterback on a rookie deal who runs his own read. Like that changes things. I think most people feel like you can't. It's never been done. It's never really been done. So if they do it, it changes what I mean. It makes the NFL more like college, which is cool to me. To I me. hope I hope Kansas City wins just because I don't like Sirianni. I think, <laughs> he, I think he's smug. I think he he he. When he I hear is. Him talk, he is. He seems he like is. the kind of guy who like thinks he invented the game. Yeah, but isn't you know? Kyle that way too though? Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I do yes. get that vibe from Kyle too. It's true, and maybe um, that's maybe it's yeah. an offensive guru thing. Maybe these Maybe guys have to feel like that. Maybe but, it is. You know, I don't know. I I feel you on that. Because he would be insufferable weeks, I'll, I'll if he won. Reed. He would be insufferable if he won a championship, right? Sirianni? He's already insufferable. That's Who true. does what he does? No one. Who does what he does? Who goes? No one. No one. <laughs> no. That being Jimmy said, Johnson it's kind of it. cool. It, it would only work in Philly. It only worked if, after having been to Philly for three days. I feel like I understand that city a little bit, and I kind of dig it. It's cool. It's like well, you, you know, know the other we always is- make fun of these teams that don't have real home field advantages and let the Niners just invade. We always make fun of them. Philly, get to their credit, doesn't exactly let that happen. I I actually think by the time the day rolls around, the pressures on the Eagles. One, they're the favorite. Two, look at their cap. That ain't that team oh, ain't yeah. coming back. That's true. That's true. Lane Johnson, that is true. Kelsey, these get Lane Johnson may retire. Kelsey, they got a bunch of yeah. Uh, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Hurts is going to get extended. Javon yeah. Hargrave, free agent. Yeah. This Eagles Bradbury? team is a one and done. Yeah, yeah Bradbury, free yeah. agent. Yeah, most it could of their be. best players are free agents. Yeah. So, now I'm not saying um, they're going to be a one and done, but it's poss- It's very probable they won't be as good next year. They won't be as good. They won't be as good. So this is a this is it. Not this is it, but this is a good opportunity for them to actually do it. Unless Jalen Hurts is the next Patrick Mahomes, which I don't know that he is yet. Although I like him very much. I love what you both do, says Brett. Thank you for the commentary. Thanks, I think he Brett. was trying to say that, but then he you took him thirty bucks to say. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for sticking with us. It was nice. <laughs> Somehow, some way, team up with Jesse Bates and Huff. Bates is a free agency. Oh, Jesse Bates. No, they didn't they pay him already. Or they, or they no, he's a free agent. Him. He's a free oh, agent. Oh, he is. No, he held out. He held Ooh. out. They redid his deal, I think. But I don't. I. I when I when I say they redid his deal, I don't know. They adjusted his deal, but he's still slated to be a free agent. You like player. Jesse Bates? Great player. As as Who's, lowbrow as Sirianni is, he outcoached Kyle when it mattered. 
Hey, it's not it's not like Kyle's exactly highbrow. I'm just saying. <laughs> and how did he outcoach Kyle? I'd love to know that. How exactly Well, the game was over quick, so it was a couple of things, but when each one was presented with an opportunity to challenge something, one did, one did. That's 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 a difference. Right. Different. Maybe home field had something to do with that. Hey, Kyle, beat Denver next time. I'll say this, though. Kyle is watching it on the scoreboard, and then he's talking to a guy who he might as well have been talking to me because I had the same views as he got. The guy that he was talking to never got that, Call th- time that out. the actual view. It's true. Brian Hampton, call timeout. The, Hawk, the Hawkeye call time guy out. in New York at it. Call timeout. Call timeout. Call timeout. Call no, timeout. He blew it. Call timeout. It's on him. But here's the other thing. I went through because I had to. I, I I've never I've never had more pain uh going through a football game two and three and four times as I did this week going through that yeah. Eagles Niners game or last week, I should say. Um but I saw multiple examples of Nick Bosa unblocked. Hmm. Unblocked. One of them, Mahomes or Mahomes, Hertz dropped back into the end zone, and Bosa was unblocked. Hmm. So I'm just saying, it happens. It happens. I I, I think Sirianni's a good coach, but I'm not saying he outcoached Kyle based on that game. Not based on. And I watched it four times. I literally saw two times. One time where Bosa where Bosa's standing there, nobody looked like they wanted to block him. One time, there was nobody even assigned to block him. I'm looking at one coach who beat himself and the other coach who didn't. So did Nick Sirianni do something great in this game? No. Would you be like, hey, you want to see a master class in coaching? No, absolutely not. But he got out of his own way as opposed to the other guy. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I mean is Nick Sirianni a great coach? Nah, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it seems like the team doesn't turn the ball over very much. and I don't know. I mean, they don't beat themselves. How many teams in the NFL can you say that about? I feel like every team. Dallas? Get the hell out of here with Dallas. That well, team. The, Niner, the Niners won, had a 12-game winning streak. They had one And when they lose, they beat themselves. It's crazy. Right. But they had one turnover or less in all 12 of those games. I in know. some they- ways, I don't know. When you look at turnovers, do turnovers beget more turnovers, or do turnovers like the Niners didn't turn it over hardly at all in those in that twelve game stretch? Were they due to turn it over, or were they a team that we should have thought they don't or, turn it over? Were they playing well? Did they have the right game plan? Were they you know I don't who knows? That's probably a combination. But I you know what I'm saying though, it's like if you see a yeah. team with a bunch of turnovers, you think, oh, they turn it over. We're gonna get some turnovers. But then you kind of th- start to think, well, isn't it kind of the law of averages? Like, if you've turned it over, aren't you bound to have a clean game? Or if you haven't turned it over, aren't you bound to have a three-turnover game? Here's here's I, the tell, right? You're, here's you the tell. You, know, you weren't going to win minus three in turnovers, but the game ended with Purdy checking. Here's out. the tell of whether Kyle Shanahan coached poorly or had the wrong game plan. They're going to face Philly again next year. Let's see what he does. Let's see if he goes seven-step drop, play-action pass on the first drive. I'm curious. I'm guessing he won't because you know what Kyle Shanahan likes to do. He he has a controversial decision. We ask him about it. He doubles down and says he'd do it again. And he does do it again later in the game. But will he make the adjustment privately and not talk about it? I bet he will. I bet when he faces Philly, he'll have a whole different game plan. He might just beat him too. They won't be as good next year. We'll see what he, we'll see what he does differently next time. I bet you he has a whole different game plan when he faces Philly next time. Let me ask you does. this. If one of us got Brock Purdy on our channel mm-hmm. and Brock – 
and we asked Brock about that play. Do you think he blames Shanahan or do you think he blames himself? He would blame himself, of course. He's 23, 22, and he's but trying if, to get another contract. If Shanahan wasn't going to find out, do you think he'd blame uh, himself? Privately? Yeah, I think privately, privately he'd blame himself. I think privately? privately he'd blame himself. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. 3.7. He held it for 3.7. Are we taking a pass-catching running back in round three? I freaking hope not. A running back? I mean, you have McCaffrey, Mitchell, Mason, TDP. Um, come on, man. You just get it wrong again. Sherpaint says Larry has I want to trade Trey now look on his face. Sherpagny. Come on, bro. Sherpagny, bro. How do you pronounce that? Mike Baker says, hate that you were right about Kyle. It hurts, says Mike Baker. Hey, prove me wrong, Kyle. He's me like 100 times about that same thing. He says I don't like Trey. I do like Trey. I just don't think I just like I just I watch Trey and if and since all I have to go on is what I saw Purdy has been better than Trey there's no doubt about it there's no doubt in my mind now is it fair to Trey no life ain't fair just the way it is yeah but now Brock Purdy has a messed up it's so funny so Brock Purdy had a better first eight games and Trey had a better first four games but now Brock Purdy a guy with questionable arm strength already has a totally mangled elbow, and we'll see what happens. Trey, right. who you're always thinking, is he really athletic enough to be a dual-threat quarterback in the NFL, has a broken ankle. We will see what these guys freaking are moving forward. It's possible that neither one is the option, is the answer moving forward, which just might be too depressing to even talk about right now, but you know what? If neither is That's the football. answer. That is That's depressing. Fo- Sorry. It's the way it's football sometimes. What if, the Niners, my- what if the Niners won a Super Bowl with like Malik Cunningham or Jake Hayner or somebody? You know? Hey, it could happen, you man. Never I mean, I wouldn't throw anything out there. I think there was a significant part of Niner fans that were like, Josh Johnson's going to get it done. I- Josh Johnson. <laughs> Toolhouse Mafia says Niners aren't as good next year. Changed my mind. They could be. There's no reason they. I mean, they're going to have to pay Bosa, but that won't kick in until a couple of years. They absolutely could be better. Next year, way better. They, First of all, they're going to be way better next year than this year. Why? Because look at all the rookies they had on their team and on their practice squad. Most of those guys have the arrow pointing up. This was a very, this was a, tr- this was absolutely a very young football team. Do the Niners have a player in their thirties other than Trent Williams? Even one? Um, the entire well, team is made up of young guys. It's like everybody's like first, second, third year. Well, Eric juice. Armstead's going to be tw- 30 in November. Okay, so George he- Kittle is going to be 30 in October. Juszczyk's already 30. Uh, he How old is he? Like 32, 33? He is but, I mean, that, 31. He'll be 32 be in April. one of the youngest teams in all of football. Yeah. Corey Wiggs says, I'll say this, 3.7 seconds and BA was basically open. I call, I call Kyle out a lot for uh, – Kyle, I call Kyle out for a lot, but that play wasn't on him. It's a slow developing play. It's a seven-step drop with an orbit motion. I mean, he could have maybe gotten that ball out in 3.3 seconds, but it's an ambitious play call against the best pass rush. Not, not just a, gr- a good pass rush. The best pass rush in the league. It's, it's an ambitious play call. But, yeah, you know, your guy in his A start could have been work better. Out. So, didn't work you know, out. It can't, it can't be defended because it was, didn't work out. But and, I again, I bet you he that. doesn't call that play again in the opening script the next time they play Philly, but maybe he will. Sure, Pagney says Shanahan was trying to show he was right cutting Reddick. That's why he had to back up block him. Shanahan trying to prove he was right. He didn't cut Reddick, did he? He didn't cut Reddick. Arizona, See, Reddick man. was Arizona. 
Reddick, he faced Reddick before, but Reddick was on Arizona, and they used him differently, right? So All maybe Kyle must have had the wrong impression of what no, Hassan here, Reddick okay, could do. Can we go back to that play one last time? One last time. Okay, because I went and, went and freaking studied this play to death. The Eagles were one of the best defenses this year at defending play-action pass. Why? Because they're so thick and stout in the middle that they don't play the run off the edges. They just hunt the quarterback. So play-action pass doesn't work because it just makes the offense pause. That's right. The edge rushers aren't Thank pausing. You. Part of the reason that Hassan Reddick won on that rep, go back and watch. Does he ever react to the play fake? Ever. No. Care. And what's other? There were runs. So that was the sixth play of the game. I think there were three runs for McCaffrey. Go back and watch Reddick on the run plays. He's running upfield like it's a pass every single time. You're right. You're right. So what – and in some ways, I do blame Shanahan more. Why? Yeah. Because he saw what I saw, yeah. but he saw it on the film leading into the game, right. and he probably shouldn't have gone play-action pass as much as he was doing early right. because play-action pass against the Eagles simply does not Doesn't work. work. And what was he thinking? Okay, I'll put Tyler Croft on Reddick, but he's so, I'm going to push him so far away from the quarterback, and then I'll play fake it, and then I'll have Debo coming around that Hassan Reddick is going to be like, oh my God, what is He'll happening? And he's going to hesitate. But right. it didn't work. It did it. But that was the idea, right? It's like it's not that Tyler Croft can block him. It's that he's going to confuse him. It's going right. to look like a run, and there's going to be a play fake, and there's going to be an orbit motion. It didn't work. You could have seen it. I'm with you on that. That's it. Didn't That's it. Work. Didn't work. See, me and Larry get there eventually. We agree. Eventually. That's the end of the show. Larry, what you got going on the rest of the day? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing a, a couple videos I'm going to put out, which are, you know, one one on ba- basketball, one on uh, baseball. Nice. And then uh, I'm going to come on tonight after the Warrior game, Warriors OKC, and do a live stream. Um, and you then, work hard. Um, Dude, hard. I am seriously. I already I did a live stream earlier today with Raj, who does who's from uh, SF 49ers. Oh, nice. Yeah, who puts out a ton of stuff on his his uh, IG. So um, yeah, I was fr- I always get frustrated when someone's like, "Dude, you skipped my super chat." I'm sorry. Like, give me a second. Five give me alarm a second. fire. But wow. yeah, we're 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 doing a lot of things, and um, you know, we're up over thirteen thousand. Thanks. Whoa. To yeah, seriously. Well, thanks to me. No, I don't need that. You, you actually, well, you. No, That's dude, 13? Seriously. We're yeah. just at 10 a minute ago? Damn. We, we got, we've gotten 3,000 subs this month. So I got to stop really helping good. you out, man. I got to stop helping you out. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I'm going to be on uh, with Larry on his channel on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Check it out. Really, William, really I got you. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is if we don't fix the offensive line. Yeah. Thank goodness we got that one because it's the truth. That it's is the, truth. the actual truth. Actually, if you want to help Trey and Brock fix – your offensive line. And when I say fix it, you may need a more stout center than Jake Brendel, despite the fact he's a pro ball alternate. And you probably need another interior player who's a little bit more stout. If, if, if the, if the chiefs win the super bowl, they will have won the super bowl because of the interior of Creed Humphrey and Thune and those guys keeping Philly, you know, defensive tackles at bay. So if there's anything that can be learned, if Kansas City beats Philadelphia and Philadelphia somehow is neutralized pass rush-wise, it's going to be because of three guys. Joe Thune, the left guard, Creed Humphrey, the center, and Trey Smith, the right guard. The Niners have to be stellar inside, especially if they're going to go with Brock Purdy. 
All right. Well, thank you guys very much for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with my dad, Cone Zone, 11 a.m. Pacific. See you guys then. Thanks for watching.